This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 85. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be getting your podcast. And to also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So for this week's episode 85, I wanted to talk about fill flash. Now, fill flash is using your flash, your speed light or mono light to fill in darker parts of your image that are already lit by other light sources. Uh, frequently, I like to use fill flash when I'm doing portraits outdoors, um, even in sunlight, because it makes for better, stronger images. Now, adding fill flash to your images is easy. Just turn on your camera's flash and automatically get the results that are shown in the images that I'll attach in the show notes for this article. Although, I'm not a big fan of using a pop-up flash on your DSLR camera to accomplish this. I prefer to use a speed light or a mono light just because it's a much better light. Now, you can use the pop-up flash uh, that's built into your DSLR that's fine if you want to use that, especially if you're not shooting, you know, like a straight on portrait light. Let's say you're outside in the summertime and you want to take a shot of your young kids, you know, playing around in their kiddie pool or whatever, and you're shooting from off to the side and they're bent over the side of the kiddie pool, got their fingers in the water, splashing, giggling, having all kinds of fun then you could use the pop-up flash that's built into your DSLR. Now, I don't like using that flash when you're doing an actual portrait where the subject is looking at the camera because those crappy pop-up flashes, they're just poor lights. They're, they're really, really crappy in quality, and they tend to uh, cause what's known as red eye. In other words, everybody in your portraits looks like they're a vampire because their eyes turn immediately red from that pop-up flash. And it's just because it's really harsh and crappy light source. So I don't recommend using the pop-up flash unless you're using it as a fill flash. Like I said, if you're shooting your kids from the side as they're, they're splashing around on their kiddie pool or, or they're doing something else where you just want to use that pop-up flash to fill in and remove any dark areas of your image... And as I said, even when you're shooting outdoors in bright sunlight, you can have these little dark areas, these shadow areas that are going to detract from the quality of the image and from the detail of the image. And that's why I like to use fill flash even outdoors in the summertime in bright sunlight. Now, when shooting outdoors, fill flash lights up people's faces so they aren't drowned in shadows and also puts highlights in their eyes so they look more alive. And again, this is why you're not going to want to use the pop-up flash that's built into your DSLR. You're going to want to use uh, a 
a speed light or a monolight, off, any kind of off-camera light, preferably mounted on a light stand or something like that. Um, you could use it attached directly to the hot shoe mount in your camera, but then you're going to run more into the risk of getting the same kind of vampire eyes or red eyes look, especially if you're firing the light directly at your subject. You would have to soften it, you know, use some sort of diffuser to keep it from causing that nasty looking red eye that you don't nobody wants that in their portraits let's be honest um so in other words so as i was saying it'll fill in the shadows give you more details in your darker areas give you better highlights while uh, while preserving the highlights i should say um when shooting in direct sunlight fill flash helps to make your images better and especially when your subject is backlit. So there's another great time when fill flash will come in handy is if you wanna do a backlit portrait outdoors in the, in the spring or summertime when you have stronger daylight and you wanna get a really good backlight image, but you still wanna have you know the details in their face and their eyes and all of that stuff, then that's a good opportunity to use fill flash. Now, as I said a moment ago, uh, it's great to use speed, external speed lights for this kind of fill flash lighting. And the ones that I recommend and Ken Rockwell recommends and a lot of other professional photographers recommend are if you're shooting Canon, go with like a 430 EX2. If you're shooting Nikon, go with the SB400 uh, because they're the best overall units to use for fill flash as far as bang for your buck. And, well, you know, because like I said, these two units are going to be a lot less expensive than the SB500 for Nikon or the 580 EX2 or now the 600 RT uh, from Canon, which those speed lights tend to run five, six hundred dollars. Now, the other option is you could go with less expensive speed lights. You could go with the Yongnu. Yongnu's got some great speed lights. Their prices are a lot more competitive. Um, especially when compared to the first party ones made by Canon or Nikon or Fuji or Sony, you can get some really great uh, young new speed lights from as cheap as 60 bucks to as expensive as, you know, like 160 or whatever the case may be. And the same with Godox. Now, I'm a little more torn about Godox just because I started buying Godox because everybody raved about it. And I've had a lot of bad luck with Godox speed lights, specifically the, uh, their uh, V860 Mark IIcs for Canon. Um, I bought two of those. They both went to crap on me in a short period of time. They were never dropped or anything. They just stopped working properly. And I sent one back and got it replaced by the, the company under warranty by Godox. And uh, I'm in the process of getting the other one replaced. Now, so far, the first replacement I got has been okay. I haven't had any major issues with it, but that's the way it was when I got the first two. They were fine for like a month or so, and then they stopped working correctly. Uh, but anyways, I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole on speed lights. Um, but as I said, uh, the Yongnu's or the Godox and, and certainly the 430EX2's if you're shooting Canon or the SB400's if you're shooting Nikon are good speed lights to use for fill flash. Now, fill flash also helps with making your colors render more vividly and more natural. When shooting with the flash alone, I often feel that the shots seem to have a blue tone to them, which is why I use either a slight orange gel or an orange flash diffuser to make the light appear warmer and the colors stand out better. 
to have more or less fill flash, then use the plus and the minus, the exposure compensation increase, or, de or you can increase and decrease the power settings on the speed light um, to get you know a different level of light, depending on how much you need to accomplish what you're trying to do. Um, that'll, like I said, that'll adjust the overall power of the light, which in turn changes the way the images look. Now, one last thing from this section um, to remember is when using fill flash, make sure you take your ISO off auto, especially if using the pop-up flash as the camera will set the ISO to the lowest setting, which means you're choosing, or if you're shooting indoors, it will be too low. Now, I did want to let my listeners know the I'm going to share my original blog post on this um, uh, from my website. I'm going to share that in the show notes for this episode. And the images that are included in the article are actually images used for this podcast and for the original blog post or courtesy of Ken Rockwell. And they're used with his permission and they are copyrighted by KenRockwell.com. So now that I got that part out of the way, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to, and this, again, is going to be a short episode this week. I was going back and forth trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about this week. I'm hoping I can come up with a lengthier subject for next week's episode. Um, but I also wanted to remind my listeners the summer giveaway is going to be starting soon. It's probably going to start either on Saturday the 15th or possibly that following Monday, uh, which would be the 17th. I haven't decided yet. Now, this contest is going to be different than the others. The tripod giveaway is probably going to be a 60-day contest. So you're going to have 60 days to get your entries in, and the contest will wrap up in mid-October, and then the winner will be announced. Um, once I post the contest, I'll post all the rules and yada, yada, yada. All that good stuff will be posted in the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. So I did want to remind you to also check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a closed group, but anyone can join. You just have to answer the security question to get into the group. And that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up so you can also give the names of any of the guests that have been on the show. And that could be Ruben Naha. Jill Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon from the Master of Photography and Photo Taco podcast, Brett Bergram from the Master of Photography and Latitude Photography podcast, uh, the lovely and talented Miss Ellie Cat and her boyfriend and partner in crime, Dan. Uh, their names could be used as well in place of mine, um, and they would get you into the group. Now, once you're in the group, you are welcome to post your own original work, but please do not share other people's photos, even with their permission. That will definitely get you banned from the group. So I don't want that going on. Only share your own original work. Now, I wanted to also remind you, you can reach out to the show via call or text at 470-294-8191. If you have a question, comment, suggestion for an upcoming episode, somebody, something you would like me to talk about, a possible guest that you'd like me to see if I could get on the show for an upcoming episode, you can do it that way. Or you can also email me at, at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. And that is going to be it for this week, wrapping up episode 85 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And I will see you again in another seven days for episode 86.